Kids, my name is Pam Palmiter and I'm the host of the Warrior Kids podcast, which is taped before our now famous live studio audience. Sometimes I wonder if Cricket is trying to be the star of this show. I guess he does have all the qualities of a superstar. He is a very cute and furry dog. But I need him to help me with this podcast in the background. He does a very important job. He lays on my feet and keeps my feet warm while I create these podcasts. See? He's quiet now. My live studio audience, Cricket, is literally sleeping on my feet. Hopefully he is still keeping one ear open so he can listen to our podcast. How are all of you warrior kids making out with the first few episodes of our podcast? Have you learned anything new? Have you taught your parents some new words in one of the native languages we shared? I opened up today's show in my native language saying Quay, which is hello in Mi'kmaq. Native languages are a really important part of our different identities as all different First Nations. In our previous episodes, we talked a little bit about native identities and cultures. Do you remember in episode two? We also talked about powwows being an important part of First Nation cultures. Powwows are gatherings of native peoples from all over the place that spend a couple of days together drumming, singing, and dancing. Most powwows are held in the late spring, summer, and early fall, and many of them are held outside. Sometimes special powwows are held inside because they are so big that they need to be held in an arena or a really big building. In addition to all the drumming, singing, and dancing, there are lots of native peoples who also sell food and some of their handmade native crafts. Other powwows are smaller and more traditional gatherings that don't have competitions. They might involve just one First Nation and be an annual celebration of their specific culture and their specific ceremonies. Some of the bigger powwows have thousands of visitors that come and listen to the powwow for the whole day or come and buy some of the native crafts. One of my favorite parts about powwows is buying beaded earrings or those beautiful tiny little woven baskets which are made from parts of ash trees and some of the special ones even have porcupine quills used to decorate them. Sometimes powwows can be a competition powwow where all the different types of dancers compete against each other for fun and sometimes even for prizes. There are all different kinds of dances depending on which nation you come from. There could be grass dancers, fancy dancers, fancy shawl dancers, traditional dancers, and even jingle dress dancers. These dances all originated in different places and have different meanings. For me, it's just not summer unless I get to go to a few of my favorite powwows and listen to the drums and watch the dancers all day long. And speaking of powwows, today we are lucky to get to talk to an actual powwow dancer. Today, I am so happy to have someone really special on our show to help teach us a little bit more about Native culture. 
Her name is Celia Wilson, and I have known her since she was a little tiny baby. And do you know what? She was so smart that she could say my whole name better than any adults could. I would be walking down the mall, just shopping away, and from way far away in a little tiny baby stroller, I could hear someone yell, hey, Pampometer, all the way down the hallway. She was so cute, but she's all grown up now. Her name is Celia Wilson. Celia is from St. Mary's First Nation in New Brunswick, and she grew up in a kind and loving family who cared very much about Native culture and ceremony. I used to watch her dancing at powwows, and sometimes she danced so well that it looked like her feet weren't even touching the ground. I can't wait for her to talk more about it. Welcome to the Warrior Kids Podcast, Celia. Thanks, hi everybody, so glad to be here. We're so excited to have you here today too. Celia, I'm hoping you can answer a question for me. When I was younger, I used to hear people refer to your nation as the Maliseet Nation. Did they change their name? Yes, we did, Pam. Um, so now we refer to ourselves as a Wolustuk Nation or Wolustuk and we always referred to ourselves as that, but it was when um, the Europeans came that it changed to Maliseet. Oh, okay. And how do you pronounce it again? Wolustuk or Wolustuk Wolustuk or Wolustuk Thank you for that. Now, yeah. we learned in a previous podcast that some nations are also made up of smaller communities called First Nations. So I know your nation is the Wolustuk, but your home community is St. Mary's First Nation. Did they also change their name? Um, sort of. In our, like, in our language, we refer to our own community as Sidunsisk but that's kind of just within our own population. We're still known as St. Mary's First Nation by a lot of outsiders. Oh, okay. So it seems like there's a real importance about preserving your language. Why is it so important to maintain our languages? I think it's really important because it is, um, it's like the first thing that we learn as children. And um, it's able, we're able to pass on our stories and to keep it, keep it alive, I guess. It's a, a big part of our identities as different kinds of Native people. For sure, yeah. So, Celia, can you teach us how to say something in your Native language? Yeah, I can teach you a couple words. Okay. Um, so, hello would be quay. Um, thank you is wuliwan. And I love you is gazellemal. Quay, wait a second. I hear Mi'kmaq people saying quay to say hello too. Is it the same? It's very, we have very similar languages. There's a lot of words that overlap, but um, our language is um, slower. Like they always refer to Maliseet as the slow talkers and the Mi'kmaq language is really fast. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, so let me see if I can remember. Hello was Quay, because it's just like Mi'kmaq. Yeah. Thank you is Waliwan. Yeah. Okay, and then I love you. I forget how to say I love you. Gazellamal. Gazellamal? Yep. 
Oh, that's awesome. I've got to remember that. It sounds like the animal, a gazelle. So maybe I'll just think how much I love gazelles and think gazelle Yes, that's perfect. Okay, awesome. Now, Celia, you are also, to my mind, the very best powwow dancer in the whole world. You are the number one champion to me. Can you share with our warrior kids what kind of powwow dance you do and tell us a little bit about its meaning? Sure. So I'm a jingle dress dancer and I've been a jingle dress dancer since I was about 10 years old. So the jingle dress dance is known as a healing dance. It's a newer dance, they say, but it only came around in the early 1900s. But basically, um, a medicine man had a dream about this dance, and his granddaughter was very sick. So when he woke from his dream, he made her a dress and took her to ceremony, and she danced, and she was cured. So it's known as a healing dance throughout uh, North America, and it's held in very high regard. Wow, that sounds like a really special dance if it's about healing. That's pretty amazing. And you know, I think I saw a video of your baby girl jingle dress dancing on social media. Was that her? Yeah, she was. She's four. She, this is her second year dancing now. Oh, that's so amazing. It looks like what you've done is you've taken the culture that's been passed on to you and you've passed it on to her. And now she'll be able to pass it on to her children when she grows up. I guess that's an important part of how we maintain our native cultures and identities. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your culture with us, Celia. I'm gonna to try to say thank you in your language again. Was it Waliwan? That's right. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, thanks again, Celia. Bye. See you again soon. See ya. <laughs> I'm so thankful that Celia stopped by today to share her knowledge about the jingle dress dance and teach us a few words in her Wollastook language. We learned that quay is how you say hello in both Mi'kmaq and Wollastook. That's really cool, and it'll make it much easier for all of us to remember. I think one of the most important things we learn from Celia is how we all learn special things from our parents, our families, and our communities the whole time we are growing up. Sometimes we don't even notice that we're learning things. We learn about different languages and our different celebrations from our families, and this all forms part of our very special identities. Then we grow up and we share all of these things with our kids, and this helps the cultures stay alive. Right now, because of the fact that we are all staying home to be safe and healthy, it might not be possible to go to powwows this summer. But that doesn't mean we can't all learn more about powwows. I will post some links to a few really awesome videos about powwows in the description box and on my website so that you can learn more. Thank you all for listening, and don't forget to send me your artwork and your stories. I really need to start decorating our Warrior Kids website. And by the way, the website address is www.warriorkidspodcast.com. Till next time, later Gators!